Hey mamas, have you ever just wondered what is the ultimate guide for pregnancy and postpartum essentials? With so much information out there, I feel like it's so overwhelming and really stressful to narrow down what exactly is it that I need for my pregnancy? What is it that I need for my postpartum care? And I just wish that there was a way that it could all be in one spot and maybe even a little less stressful and show up at my doorstep. Well, that's what Wumblekin is. Wumblekin is a pregnancy and postpartum subscription box. They have boxes per trimester. And all the essential items are much more personal and higher quality than are provided in the hospital. I received the labor and delivery box, which is over $130 value, and it is such a great deal. There's an educational booklet inside, which is really helpful in preparing for your labor and birth. It has this big, beautiful diaper bag inside that has the changing pad for baby, it has a pad sickle, it has postpartum pads, witch hazel pads, booby butter, chapstick, hair ties, and so much more. This box is seriously the coolest thing I've ever seen. It would be the perfect gift for an expecting mom. So if you are expecting, if your sister's expecting, your friends, your neighbor, these are the gifts that mamas want. So make sure that you go follow them over on Instagram at Wumblekin. If you use code WumblekinBox, you'll get 10% off of yours. And all the info will be in the description of this podcast. So make sure that you go check them out. It is seriously such great, great stuff in these boxes. I cannot speak more highly of it. So make sure that you go check it out. And let's get started with today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mimosas with Moms podcast. I'm your host, Abby Williams. Um, I'm really excited to be talking about anxiety on the podcast today. I think that if you didn't have anxiety before 2020, you have anxiety now. (laughs) Um, But honestly, I'm excited to be talking about it because I think that there's a lot to be normalized around anxiety. I think that it's an emotion much like anger, sadness, happiness, Just so much of the human life experience is stressful. You know, we go through all these stressors in our life and they're anxiety inducing. Um, You add motherhood or parenthood to the mix and there's so many experiences throughout motherhood that are stressful, that cause anxiety and worry. Um, You add now 2020, a pandemic, an election. Um, All the things that are, you know, so heightened this year, there's a lot of anxiety out there right now. I think we're all feeling it. So I think that really normalizing these feelings and finding ways to manage these feelings are so important. So I'm really excited to be joined today by Dr. Kelly Vincent. She is a licensed psychologist. She is a holistic therapist, a yoga teacher. Um, She works so hard to support women, moms, and she has a holistic guide to managing anxiety. She is currently offering 20% off for our community with the code MOMS, that's M-O-S 20, 
um, for her course around managing anxiety. So make sure that you check that out in the description of this podcast. Make sure that you go follow her over on Instagram. She creates some really amazing content. Um, her handle is Vincent, and her website will be linked in the description of this podcast as well. If you enjoy this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Your support on this podcast and the Mimosas with Moms community means the world to me, and I am so appreciative that you are here. So let's get started. Cheers. So Kelly, welcome to the Mimosas with Moms podcast. Um, I'm so excited to be connecting with you here on the podcast. We have connected over Instagram and I love your content. I love your page. Tell my listeners and my followers a little bit about you. Yes. Well, first, thank you for having me. Um, So I'm a licensed psychologist uh, practicing in Encinitas, California. Um, I'm also a co-founder of Movement Therapy Spaces, which is a co-working inspired space for therapists and holistic providers. Um, My main clinical focus and passion areas are obviously moms, which is why I initially followed your account, um, but then also just women in general. I'm really... Um, really big on empowerment and self-esteem and focusing on anxiety, depression, trauma. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think that that is like where I have like birthed all these great connections on the Instagram is like when I come across another account that is all about empowering women, just like so drawn to those accounts. So definitely your account is one of those and Thank you. you are doing a great job on there. Um So let's chat about anxiety because I feel like it's 2020. If you (laughs) didn't have it before, you have it now. Um, You know, you add a pandemic, you add parenthood, you add all these unknowns between the two. And we're all a little anxious right now. Yeah, it, um, yes, yes to all of the above. Um, 2020 has just amplified the emotional experience, but I also think it's amplified our ability to cope and our resiliency. But yes, with anxiety, I tell this to so many clients, but anxiety is something that we all are going to naturally have. It's part of our stress response. It's part of our body trying to keep us safe. Um, Anxiety is something that we are going to naturally respond when something feels unknown or we have a fear about something. And given 2020, (laughs) a lot of unknowns, but it's natural. And and I tend to always just normalize it. It is so normal to feel intense bouts of anxiety at times. Um, You're human and and you're going to, um, but yet it's very manageable. So I think with anxiety, it's all about the frequency and the intensity and trying to decrease those two versus getting rid of it completely. That's a really good point, I think, to note because what like just a normal human experience is anxiety and worry, you know, stress. And and I think that that's a really important thing to note is the frequency and the intensity. So not trying to eliminate, just trying to make it it more manageable. For sure, for sure. And we can kind of think about it with with other emotions, like say anger is always my example. We yeah. can't necessarily get rid of anger completely, nor would we want to, right? Because right. we, we feel and, and that's that's what makes us complex and beautiful. Yeah. So it's not like we want to get rid of anxiety because it can help service. It can t- give us clues into what we may be um, fearful of or what's underneath that. Um, but yeah, if we can kind of shift our mindset of like, all right, I'm going to ha- 
experience anxiety from time to time, and that is very normal, and it's a shared human experience, but how can I move more to a place of decreasing the intensity of how I experience it or how often I experience it? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's key, and I also think um, the other piece that I always tell clients is trying to separate ourselves from it. Yeah. Um, very common to be like, oh, my anxiety, or oh, I'm so anxious, right, which is a very you know, we start to become it. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's an experience. So if we can kind of move our away from I, over identifying with it. I think that can be helpful too. Yeah. Um, especially given the times. I know. And like kind of walk us through, I guess, that process of I'm yeah. so wrapped up in whatever the stressor is and how do I separate myself from these things? For That's sure. Hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I, think, and I will disclaimer, anything I may offer as an example, it right. takes as a strategy, it takes practice. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's almost like a muscle that we have to exercise repeatedly over and over. But yeah, I think an example, like say, let's just take a mom, right? She tends to have a lot of stuff on her plate. She She's juggling a, how many things every single day. Let's add a pandemic. Let's add becoming a teacher. You know, all the things are happening. And of course, anxiety is going to be something that pops up from time to time. So I think like the first thing is normalizing it for yourself. Of course, I feel anxious. This makes sense. I'm trying to kind of get to everything and, and I, I feel like I won't or I'm fearful that I'm dropping the ball somewhere. So being able to, to normalize it is, is, I think, number one. And then number two, sometimes this idea of um, we tend to resist it. Yeah. Um, so, and when, and what we resist persists as Carl Jung says, that's not my quote. That's, that's a more famous quote, but what we resist will persist. So if we continue to resist the anxiety or push it away, try to avoid it, it's just going to get bigger. So my, my second thing is always like, maybe there's just times where you just feel it, allow it to be what it is. And then that third thing would be to separate. Right. So separating yourself from it. So like, Oh, Hey, anxiety. Like I usually, that's kind of my, my way of doing it is sort of like, um, like you can name it, right? Yeah. You can miss fire or, or something random and just say, oh, hey, miss fire, you're here. You're, you're telling me something. All right, I'm going to listen, um, but I'm not going to let it sort of take over. Right. Um, it's hard though. You're right. It's it's totally hard. Yeah. It, it definitely takes, takes practice for sure. I know because I think that like for me, anxiety manifests. I get like on like the hamster wheel. You know what I mean? And you're just like all these, like the story that you're telling yourself and you're just like going mm -hmm. on the loop. And now how am I going to get myself off of this loop? Because I've got all these tiny people that are depending on me. And if I'm up here in my head, you know, running laps, I can't be like managing everybody else's big emotions right. or whatever they need. You know what I mean? So yeah. how for like, you know, busy moms, can we get off of those loops and reframe some of those thoughts? Right. Yeah. I think, again, it goes back to the to initially just being aware of that, yeah. being aware that you're on the hamster wheel, being aware that that is just spinning out of control and being aware that sometimes it's just not going to be possible to stop it. Right. That it's going to be what it is. And yeah. I always do, you know, feelings are not facts. They ebb, they flow, they come, they go. And so maybe it's just sort of surrendering to that moment, especially when you have the little ones running around anyway, right? So it's like trying to keep up the house clean while they're doing their thing. It's like, it's inevitable that that won't be possible. Right. So surrendering to the mess. So it's kind of similar with anxiety. Sometimes it could just be surrendering to it. Yeah. Um, but then to remind yourself, if you do have a moment, to just take a moment. 
So if it is stepping outside or if it's taking a breath or if you can get the little ones in the stroller or, you know, on their bikes or something, go for a walk, something to kind of um, sort of bring the mind back to the present because yeah. anxiety and kind of future and pa- usually future is their best use. Yeah. Anxiety to kind of worry about what, what may not happen or what won't happen and that kind of thing. So we can get present. Yeah. I think that also is, is tends to be a really good strategy. Um, but again, it's, it's so normal. Yeah. And especially for moms. I mean, I think like as soon as you get pregnant, if you don't experience anxiety, you then experience it. Like you're just going to worry about your tiny human. I know. And no matter how old they are, right? And it is um, just like such like all these unknowns that now – are just like so amplified. You know what I mean? We're like the life experience. It's just like all this unknown anyway. For sure. But now it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to provide for this little one and keep them safe with all these unknowns going around? Right. You know what I mean? So hard, right? It's so draining. It's so exhausting. And I think, you know, this word and sometimes this word can be like, but how? Right. So this idea of acceptance, right? So that that's something I think like every human, especially moms, right? Um, every mom, this idea of like, okay, accepting that it is what it is. So it's like the same. I always think like when my son was a newborn and I struggled with accepting that um, this idea of this is how it was going to be, but it wasn't going to be like that forever. And right. I just was so stuck in that that zone of this is who he's going to be forever and ever when in reality things change, right? The feelings, the emotional yeah. state. So sometimes kind of practicing acceptance and when can you just, again, surrender to that moment and just be like, all right, like this is the unknown is part of, is part of what's happening right now. Yeah. And that's okay, right? It feels uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good in our bodies and our minds, but it, it's definitely part of, of, I think life experience in general. I think so too. And I think that there's like so many of these, you know, moments and stressors that go on in the life experience, motherhood, especially. Um, And now, you know, we have this weird time of COVID, (laughs) you know, I think that you could maybe kind of tie that into if you're going through a big like health concern or other like more magnified experiences of all these unknown what's going to happen and you're having like a lot of people that are really really struggling right now like how can we kind of navigate through this uncharted territory something that's not as normal you know what I mean where like anxiety I think is normal these unknowns are normal Right. You know, is my kid going to do the developmental milestones when they need to, you know, like those kind of stressors and anxieties are normal, but now you have all these other things that don't feel as normal. And how do I like navigate through these kind of things? Right. And they're not normal. Right. Right? <laughs> and I do think what world we're living in, especially with COVID, yeah. it amplifies what yeah. that experience is like, right? Because right. It's, it's such a big unknown and it's a big unknown on so many layers and so many uh, uh, com- like complexities of when, you know, I won't even go there, but yes, there's a lot of layers to be known. So it, it, it's kind of this idea, you know, there's no right answer, right? right? Like, you know, there's no perfect strategy or perfect coping skill. It's, I think it's really about tapping into whatever it is that you need, um, that day, that moment, that hour. Um, and maybe it's as simple as self-care yeah. and it's making sure your sleep routine or sleep routine is, you know, um, there and alive and well and, and focused on, or if it's uh, social support, right? Right. Are you reaching out to 
to friends and to family? Are you getting that support in that way? So I think with, with this massive unknown and especially with, with individuals that already struggled with anxiety, it's yeah. only more amplified. It's just about kind of taking each day as it comes and reminding yourself that you're doing the best you can and you're navigating as best you can and also reflecting at how far you've come, right? right? So especially with COVID. I mean, this started when did it like March or whatever it was. So we've all continued to be resilient through this really intense time. So kind of giving yourself a little credit and a little bit of praise for like, you, you've gotten through a good amount of this, this really wild, wild time. And so, um, so realizing how strong you actually are. I really think yeah. that like what we're going through right now with COVID, there's just so many people that are kind of responding differently. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. and then it gets political, but like, we won't, we won't even go there, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> You know, you have some people that are just over it. And I think that there's like, I think it's kind of a coping skill in some way, you know, that there's like some people that are just like, I'm done. I need to check out and you can say whatever you want to say about it. Mm-hmm. You have some people that are so scared they're not leaving their homes because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to say about it, <laughs> you know, well, and, but, yeah. I th- and I think that whatever extreme there's on, and then you've got the people that are maybe somewhere in the middle where they've got their little pandemic bubble going on, they're yeah. wearing their mask, they're, you know, following the rules, they're trying right. to keep as safe as they can. And I just think that no matter where you are, that's how you're coping. Yes. But, yeah. you know, just like. Yeah. What, I, where I, should we be? What is like <laughs> coping well? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Cause like, where should we be? Yeah. I, there is no answer. Right. right? And I beautifully stated that exactly what you just mentioned, that idea of everybody dealing with it differently is, is yeah. so spot on. And I think kind of coming back to this idea that there is no right way. So right. everybody comes from different backgrounds. Right. It has different coping skills, have different belief systems, yeah. and it, it there is no right way in how to deal with a, a global pandemic and then our own personal lives, right, all at once. And I think, like, it just brings up this idea of just this idea of compassion and just yeah. have compassion for, for everybody that is doing the best they can in the way that they know how. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're humans, and sometimes we see what people are doing, and we may have a judgment and right. think this or that about it, but can we kind of, like, really dig deep and find a little compassion that they're doing the best they can just as much as we're doing the best they can. I think that that is like what we're missing the most this year is the compassion piece. And it's just like, if you are on one extreme or the other, you are just like flinging mud at the other side. Like, how dare you not be doing how I'm doing it? Because I'm doing it the right way. Exactly. But then I also think that, you know, some people are like that, like, you know, I'm doing it the right way. And like the justification, the self justification, mm-hmm. because that's how I'm coping. And that's how I'm getting through. And if you're doing something different, then that means I'm not doing it right. And right. now I have I'm on that spiral. It's so much, Kelly, it's so much. this year. <laughs> and I mean, even what you just tapped into is almost like, if we pull back and just think of moms in general, right. being a mom and yeah. how we should be doing sleep training. All the mom shaming. I know. Exactly. And I think we just come from a place because maybe there is an underlying fear that we aren't doing it right or that we should be doing better. Or, And again, compassion, having compassion for your for your damn self, right? Like that, <laughs> that you are doing the best that you possibly can with the skills that you have. And of course, yeah. there's always room to grow and learn more skills and be open and yeah. curious. And I think those are beautiful qualities, 
But at the end of the day, when we're in a, essentially a collective trauma, right? Yeah. This is like a this is a global collective trauma that is impacting us on so many levels. To to have a little compassion for yourself and others that everyone's just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just trying to get through. So yeah. It's tough. Just be nice. Put on your nice pants one leg at a time. Go out there. Be nice to somebody. Yes. Ooh, it's heavy this year. It's heavy. It's heavy. Um, so I did have one listener reach out that was talking about, I guess, like the fear of leaving her house, mm-hmm. you know, and taking her kids out into the world. Uh-huh. You know, the world is opening back up, but I don't feel safe out in the world now, you know, and it was really interesting because um, in graduate school, I specialized in trauma as well. And I had uh, reached out to one of my professors, like at the beginning of the lockdown stuff happening. And I'm like, oh, man, what do you think this is going to do? And like the both of us were kind of like predicting that there was going to be like this agoraphobia kind of stuff that was going to spike after this. You know, people are going to be really scared. Yeah. so, you know, I think it's normal The these are some of the responses um, or some of the reactions, but how, like, you know, how are people going to navigate through that? Yeah. And, and again, good question, right? Um, <laughs> and I think it just goes back to kind of the, the, the comfort level, right? Everyone has a different comfort level of how to manage and how to deal. And so for, for that person, it, it's, there, it sounds like there's a lot of anxiety that gets elicited, even with the idea of going back out into the world and what that may be like. And yeah. I think with with that that struggle, that's when it's like, okay, where where can that person get a little support, right? Maybe it is reaching out to a mental health provider and working through some of those fears and working through what's sort of attached to them and the implications um, on her own mental health and her children's mental health. And I think that's where it's really vital. Yeah. Um, it relates to just acknowledging your own mental health and your family's mental health and getting support around it. Yeah. Um, because again, there's no right answer. And, and if, and if that person doesn't feel comfortable going outside, then that is, that is her, you know, uh, right, I guess to yeah. be able to decide that doesn't fit her and it doesn't serve her. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think everyone, I mean, I'm biased therapist, right? Everyone right. should be getting support during this time, but especially if it's hindering you from living your life in the way that you would want to live, right. getting that support and reaching out for help, um, yeah. I think is so key. It's, it's- I do too. And, you know, there are so many clinicians right now that are doing the teletherapy that are, you know, you are able to get all of these supports right from the comfort of your home on the computer. I'm doing teletherapy right now with my kiddos that I see. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's so much support out there. There's so many people that want to help you. So make sure that you are tapping into those. Um, Kelly, tell us like about, I guess, different coping skills with anxiety. Yeah, I think, you know, the the go-to ones and a lot, you know, I'm sure your listeners have heard about, but um, um, there's such value in some of the the basic ones like breathing. Breathing, I know. is so powerful on so many levels and breathing activates that parasympathetic nervous system that is that rest and digest part of our nervous system it helps calm us down physically emotionally it tells our brain that things are okay yeah These deep breaths um they they feel like initially they don't work right but we continue to breathe and especially when we're not super anxious and we're practicing the breathing that can be so helpful yeah um, if you do feel safe and it does feel comfortable to get outside 
um, you know, with your mask, right? If, if that's, you know, what, what feels good to you, but getting outside with, with sunshine, um, being in nature, um, being outdoors, there's so, so much research about just the exercise and the, and the vitamin D. Yeah. Um, those are kind of my go-to and then support. So I already talked about, you know, mental health, right. But, but friends, family. So talking to people, talking to people about what you're experiencing, um, you know, having, if other friends are experiencing similar, asking kind of what they do to help sort of manage and cope. So I think it's about finding coping that works for you, um, and experimenting with a bunch of different things. Cause there's so many different coping skills out there. Yeah. Um, so I could rattle for days about coping, but those I are know. And I think that, you know, like as moms, like, you know, so we should be practicing these coping skills. We ha- are just like buried under anxiety this year, probably every year, motherhood for the rest of your life. Um, but, you know, like, so when you're practicing this, you can also be practicing these skills with your kids yeah. and the, especially the breathing. So I have two toddlers at home okay. and there's a great like Daniel Tiger episode about breathing and calming down when you're um, angry. And he has like, you know, the song that goes along with it. It's super cute. And now like my toddlers, you go watch them like. Yeah, we got to like breathe it down and like, you know, they have the hand going down and how they're like calming down. And I just like watch them that someday, hopefully they'll be able to regulate themselves better than I ever was. So I just think that, you know, practicing these coping skills with our little ones present really will just like help set up this next generation for you know to be to be able to regulate more don't you think yes yeah. oh my gosh I, I could not agree more I think I think these are things that would be so amazing to to be taught in schools and I know some schools yeah. are doing them but yes if we can model to our our little ones sort of how to regulate ourselves it, it just is even more impactful for their own ability to regulate themselves um, but yes, the, the breathing exercises or even certain yoga postures, yeah. you know, can be helpful with kids and it's fun. It's something to do together. But yes, I, I could not, I could not recommend that more. And, and even the little ones, like my little guy is 19 months. Yeah. And, um, we kind of, we sit and breathe together and, and granted, you know, he leaves after a little bit, but right. he's still seeing me kind of do the motions and, and kind of get that breath in and, and, and kind of calm, calm his body down. Yeah. Yes. I know that co-regulation, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so Kelly, tell us what is like the holistic anxiety piece? Yeah, good question. So with, you know, my, my approach both in therapy and and just even in my own personal life is really kind of looking at anxiety from different lenses. Yeah. Um, and that holistic or whole, whole self. So with anxiety, sometimes we just notice it in our thoughts and it's just our, our, you know, our mind is racing and whatnot, but anxiety can kind of be rooted in a lot of different things. So I had mentioned one, you know, earlier about sleep that can really induce anxiety and, um, being sedentary or not moving our bodies can really induce anxiety. So the the way that I look at it is making sure that we're looking at our whole selves and trying to see how we can support ourselves in a holistic way versus just, you know, focusing on one one angle or just focusing on one experience of anxiety. Um, it really it really kind of comes from different places. And so why not sort of treat all those different places um, in different ways? And I just think that this is going to be so important moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, definitely. 
Um, so Kelly, tell my listeners and my followers where they can find you. So yes, you can find me. Um, so I do have an Instagram account. It's at Dr. Kelly Vincent. Um, and then also you can find me on my website, drkellyvincent.com. Perfect. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me chatting about anxiety. Um, I hope that you all go find her on Instagram and connect with her. Her content is amazing. And Kelly, just thank you again. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.